welcome to Traveling with Minors, a podcast focused on family travel with a kid's perspective. Join us as we journey the globe exploring various destinations. Now broadcasting from Studio RVA in Richmond, Virginia, here's your host, travel consultant Trevor Miner and his daughter, Reese. Hey everybody, it's Trevor Miner here. And Reese Miner. And we're back for another episode of Traveling with Miners. Thanks for joining us again today. Today, we are going to be talking about our trip to New York. And Reese and I headed up there for a very quick weekend trip to check out the New York Times Travel Show. The Travel Show was January 24th through the 26th, Friday through Sunday. And Risa and I headed up after she got off of school and I got off of work on Friday. We flew up from Richmond, Virginia, directly to JFK Airport in New York City on Delta. They had a direct flight there. Once we got to the airport, we hopped into a cab and headed to our hotel. Take a cab. They have a flat rate, so we elected not to take a Uber or Lyft but instead took the cab. But on the return trip, we did take a lift just because it ended up being a little bit cheaper. So we stayed at Fairfield Inn and Suites. I'm pretty sure that's another one of Marriott's properties. Yep, it was a Marriott property. So that was a great place. We stayed there for two nights. So we had three days of experiencing the travel show and just getting some bonding time, just me and my dad. Yep. It was just a daddy-daughter trip this time. Fairfield Inn and Suites, it was basically a block away from Madison Square Garden, if you're familiar with the city at all. It's right there in Midtown, Manhattan area, not too far from Penn Station. The hotel itself, fairly basic. It did have a continental breakfast in the morning. You want to describe what they had for breakfast there? Yeah, they had all sorts of stuff like Toast, scrambled eggs, yogurt, bread items or fruits. You can do like any of those. It was a great, healthy variety of breakfast. Yeah, it was exactly that. A great variety, kind of like your traditional continental breakfast at a lot of hotels. Some cold items, some hot items. And again, we partook in that on Saturday and Sunday morning. As we get into the travel show when we go there, it was about three, four blocks away from our hotel. We got there. It was crowded at the time. We had to get these passes. And then we started going. The first few places that we went to were Greece, Costa Rica. And we went to Costa Rica because also we might be planning a Costa Rica trip this summer or the next summer. We were trying to get some information, and it looks like a very tropical, kid-friendly place. To give you an idea, the travel show, it had 175 different countries represented with booths, 747 exhibitor booths, and over 35,000 attendees over the three-day event. So it's one of, if not the largest, consumer travel show in the U.S., so it was really kind of great to kind of get up there. And as Reese was talking about, there's lots of different countries and cultural things you can see and get a little bit of a taste and flavor of. Some had food samples and some had some different displays. I know that when one of the last booths that we went to, not for a particular reason, but we went to the India booth and they had these free hennas and I got 
one just like on the top of my hand and it was beautiful. Yeah, they did some nice henna tattoos there. Uh, several countries had some people dressed in their cultural attire. Yep. And I know a lot of the countries had the binoculars where you put them on, then you don't see the actual room that you're at. Yeah, it was a virtual reality type of That's the headset word. that you put on. And you would put the headset on, then you'd be immersed in that country. So Curacao happened to be one of the locations that we did and really liked. Again, it made you feel almost like you were there turning around 360 degrees, seeing the water, seeing the beaches, the ocean. So it was a little bit of everything. As we do more places, there was Alaska was another one that we went to. I collect stickers from different places and I have a trunk in my bedroom and it's almost filled with stickers. So I got some stickers from there. We talked about cruises to Alaska. My dad took a cruise when he was young with his grandparents to Alaska. I wanted to go there at some point. It's on my bucket list. We were maybe thinking about going there, not on a cruise, but just go, I guess. <laughs> yep. That's a good thing. You got to at least get your appetite a little bit wet from all the different locations. And they had... That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you got to sample or at least see a little bit of everything. At oh, least. so like on get display. a little taste of what's exactly. happening. Yeah. Oh, okay, I get yeah. you. Okay. So they had the showroom floor was broken up by continents pretty much. So yeah. you had Europe, Europe Asia, Asia, Africa, South America, the Caribbean. Another one that I really wanted to go to is Africa because we saw a booth that did like all the safaris and my favorite animal and my spirit animal is an elephant and they I know there was one I forget what part of the year but there was a time where the baby elephants come it's that season I guess I'm curious what would you say is my spirit animal sloth <laughs> I'm just kidding no a clownfish because you're funny a clownfish okay okay why do you ask that? I don't know. You said your spirit animal was an elephant. So I was. Well, I just love elephants. They're so graceful, but when they get mad, they get mad. Yes, they do. So, yeah, when we were on the showroom floor, we did have the opportunity and chance to interview several locations, uh, some based in the US, some based in other countries. And not all of them were like countries and stuff. I know another place that we went to was the Family Travel Association, where we talked to Aaron Schlein. One of them that we're going to start off with today to kind of introduce this New York Times travel show series is an interview we had with Aaron Schlein, who is a director at the Family Travel Association. The Family Travel Association is a group of travel professionals. They're basically dedicated to providing education and research and best practices. I would say their goal is to get families to have more bonding time yep. and go on trips together. Exactly. That's what their goal is. Yeah, they want to have families have a rewarding and enriching travel experience. At the showcase, they also were having these awards for like signing that I want to spend more time with my family and then you would telling them how you would do it. Yeah, so Reese and I, we took a pledge to basically travel as a family more and enjoy some family time together. 
With that, we're going to here kick it over to our interview with Aaron and appreciate his time so much. And please bear with us. The interviews are on a showroom floor, so the audio is going to be a little rougher, but hopefully I got it as, as good as we can get here. Thanks again and hope you enjoy our discussion with Aaron. We'll see you later. Okay, I'm Reese Miner. And this is Trevor Miner. And we're here with Aaron Schlein. He has his own podcast called Family Travel Radio. Do you want to tell us some stuff about that? Absolutely. Thanks for thanks for having me on. Family Travel Radio has been on the air since October of 2018, and we are all about helping families like mine, like yours, and all families out there, because families come in all shapes and sizes, and we want to help them discover all the possibilities in travel. I have guests on the show. I have travel experts, but also real families talking about their real experiences, all so that other families out there listening can hopefully take those vacations, take those adventures, and learn from the experts as well as from real families. Yeah, so that's a great way of communicating and like just talking about family travel. What made you want to do a podcast? You want the short version or the long version? Whatever you want. Okay, I'll, I'll try to be succinct, but this is a really fun story that I, I, I like to tell it a lot. I hit a point in my life a few years ago where I was really starting to get reflect on how much travel had impacted my life. Because I grew up, I traveled a lot with my grandmother, and it was a lot of fun for me, but I didn't fully appreciate, I think at the time, the impact that it was having on me. It wasn't until years later that I got to reflect and really get clear on that my life took a different trajectory because I traveled as a teenager with my grandmother. And when I came to that realization, I wanted to do something with that. I wanted to do something creative. I wanted to reach out to other people who had had similar experiences. And I wanted to share those experiences with with parents and kids to hopefully inspire them to travel together. And so other children growing up can have that same transformation that I did. So I wanted to write a book which is a very traditional way to approach spreading the message. What's the book called? Well, the book was going to be called The Travel Legacy, because I believe that travel, like I use my grandmother as an example, part of her legacy, she's, she's gone now, but she's actually still alive when I started my podcast. I'm very grateful for that. She died about a year and a half ago. And a huge part of her legacy was that gift of travel that she gave. The problem was with the book, I, had, I, w- I wasn't known in the travel industry. I didn't have any sort of reputation so when I would reach out to individuals who I, I admired I had a hard time getting people to return my emails and return my messages because they didn't know who I was one day I was listening to a podcast a business podcast a very successful show and the host was talking about his experience as a podcaster how the role that it had played in his success and he said one line that I'll never forget because it just changed my whole outlook on, on the way I wanted to spread my message and he said having a podcast it makes people pay attention to you. And I was in a strange part of my life where I was trying to get people to pay attention to me. I was reaching out to people who I admired. I wanted to get some time with them to interview them for this book I wanted to write. And I said, well, heck, I, I love listening to podcasts. And I said, I had nothing, nothing about it, but I figured if I put the right amount of effort into it, I could figure out how to start a podcast. And before I did that, I started reaching back out to people, some of the same people that I had not gotten to reply to my first set of emails asking for a book interview. But I changed the word book to the word podcast in those emails. And the replies came back 
it started pouring in almost immediately. Some of the same people that wouldn't respond to an interview for a book interview were suddenly very interested in an interview for the podcast. And the podcast didn't even exist yet. I was just sort of testing this theory that having a podcast makes people pay attention to. That theory is absolutely correct, which I'm sure you'll find out over time if you haven't found that out already. So skipping ahead to the end now so then I, I began my journey of spreading my family travel message my story the stories of others through a podcast I connected with the Family Travel Association they are the, really the industry authorities when it comes to family travel and I was able to convince their founder who's now become a friend of mine to launch a podcast a brand new podcast called Family Travel Radio the official podcast of the Family Travel Association it was just a perfect perfect marriage and it's been uh, it's been exciting and thrilling experience ever since and we're really just getting started the future is really bright for my show for your show and us family travelers everywhere yeah that's a great way to start your podcast um here's another question what is your favorite place to travel or favorite place that you've already traveled to there's a place in italy i was just there a few months ago called chico terra from the italian riviera and i've been there it was the fifth time that i had been there i haven't been there with my kids yet though it's a, it's this beautiful. Have you ever been there? Are you aware of it? It's these beautiful little five villages along the, the coast in northern Italy, and you can only access the the towns either by hiking up into the hills from one town to the next. And now they have a train running through it. The train wasn't always there, but I discovered this place in the late '90s through Rick Steves through his books. It was one of his hidden backdoor gems that he would always t- talk about, and it was really fairly unknown to Americans at the time. I kept going back year over year. I still love it. It's a lot more crowded now because it's it's no longer undiscovered. But it is just one of the most it's picture. It's just it's got all the things you want in a place. It's picturesque. It's got amazing people, incredible food, outdoor outdoor experiences, which I love. The, the hiking. I mean, you if you got the endurance to make those hikes, you are greatly rewarded. Each time you hike from one town to the next, with the, view, the views and the landscapes, and the food is amazing. And it's just a, a place that I don't think I could ever get tired of going. Yeah. So, Dad, do you want to say anything? Yeah. So, where is your next vacation planned for? Well, I'm, in, I'm sort of in the middle of one right now, if you want to call this the New York Times Travel Show. It's, it's a mini vacation, not with the family, though. But our next family vacation, we're going, we're going to Paris in April with my, my wife, my two kids. My son's turning seven on the trip as part of his birthday present. My daughter's four. We did a similar trip last year for his sixth birthday. We went to London. It was our first trip overseas as a family. We learned a lot. Even though I, my wife and I consider ourselves pretty savvy travelers, when you do that for the first time with kids, you're going to learn some things. So we want to take some of those things we learned the first time, apply those to our trip to, to Paris. And we're going to spend a few days in Paris, and then also we're going to spend a few days up in nor- the northern region of Paris, Normandy, and up on the coast up there. And we're just really excited. My son chose the destination for no other reason that, than that he just liked the Eiffel Tower. That's good enough for me. Yeah, Paris, Paris has been on Reese's list as well. So I was, I was going to ask you how you involve your family and your kids in the travel planning process. We, we're including them more and more the, the older they get. But it come, just first of all, just starting with planning the destination, just helping them form an opinion about where they might want to go or even have it, making them feel like they have some empowerment over making that decision. Because I remember growing up, most of our travel was to visit family. That's just sort of prescribed. But I never felt like, until I started traveling with my grandma, and she started letting me pick the destinations, up until that point, I never really felt empowered. It was just like, my parents picked where we went, I went with them, and that's the way it went. So I want them to know from an early age that you have a say in this. And even and like if it's something as simple as the Eiffel Tower, or if we chose London because they love Mary Poppins, they wanted to go see London and St. Paul's Cathedral, I was like, yeah, let's do that. 
So as far as the actual nuts and bolts of planning, the, the, the specifics, we do show, we like talk to them, we're thinking about going to this town or this town or this site or that site, showing pictures of the things we're going to see to get them excited. And talking about the flights, you know, they, my, my son is really infatuated with the idea that, so wait a minute, Dad, we're going to, 11 hours, and you're going to encourage me to watch TV that whole time? Like, basically, yeah. So then when we booked our tickets on this trip, he said, are they going to have those TVs again? I said, yeah, they're going to have those TVs again. So just little things like that to get them excited, and then just the time together. My wife, and myself, my two kids out there exploring. You don't always know what you don't know. It's around every corner. There's going to be moments that are going to happen in that trip that we couldn't we couldn't plan those moments if we wanted to. They're just going to happen. They're going to be special. We're going to take those those memories with us forever. Yeah. So here at the New York Times Travel Show, you guys have a great. Uh, family pledge going on. Can you talk a little bit about that? I would love to. So this is, I'm really excited about this. So the Family Travel Association, it's mostly, it's up until recently, it's, it's been a travel industry association, meaning that it's really just a way for businesses to communicate with other businesses within the travel space to help them grow and help them serve families better. So with my podcast, Family Travel Radio, was the first real effort that we made to talk to real, talk to real families, consumers. I don't even want to think of it as consumers, the families. And the success of the podcast really showed us that we need to take more, put more effort into action, into talking to families, engaging with families, finding out what they're struggling with and how we can help and how our members can help. We have the world's most extensive collection of family travel experts under the Family Travel Association umbrella. So right now, what we're asking families to do is take a, take a pledge to commit to prioritizing family vacations. And when you take that pledge, when families pledge to commit to family vacations, then we're taking a pledge with you. Like we're now, we're going to help you fulfill that pledge and connect you with the right resources and the right people to make those family travel dreams come true, whether it's going to Paris or hiking on Kilimanjaro or just taking a weekend camping trip to someplace nearby because that might be a big deal for some people. Some families, they've never traveled before. They're scared of it. There's fear. There's there's money, budgeting issues, all those things are all very real and we want to take an active role in helping families overcome those obstacles, whatever those obstacles are. Wonderful. Yeah, well, thank you for doing our podcast with us. Yeah, and can you just share with everybody, our listeners, how to get in contact with you or how to get more information? Well, I'm just going to steer you to to the website for our advocacy campaign, which is takefamilytime.com takefamilytime.com just like it sounds that's going to take you to a website you can take the pledge and then you can explore everything from there you'll find the podcast on that same website and just hope you enjoy the journey and we're right here with you great thank you so much for being on the show today Aaron thank Thank you thanks guys Okay, thank you, Aaron. That was a great interview. We hope to talk to you again, and we will see you soon, I guess. I really wanted to thank Aaron and the entire team there at the Family Travel Association. They were very welcoming. It really left Reese and I kind of walking away, I think, excited after talking with them. Reese did a great job conducting that interview, so I was very proud of her for that and look forward to a lot of our other discussions coming up on the Traveling with Miners podcast.
Thanks for tuning in today, folks. If you get a chance, you know, subscribe to our podcast to stay tuned for when we launch another new episode. We've got more great episodes on the way coming up from the New York Times Travel Show series and a few others down the road. So thanks again. This is Trevor. This is Reese. And And this this is Traveling Traveling with with Miners. Thanks for listening to the Traveling with Miners podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and leave a comment. For more information and to follow us on social media, visit our website at travelingwithminers.com. Until next time, see more, explore more, travel more. Ugh. When are we going to be there?